Welcome to Tamimi Talks, an insightful podcast series on the latest legal news and developments across the Middle East and North Africa. My name is El Rahman. I'm a member of Al Tamimi's digital and data team in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Today, I will be talking about the personal data protection considerations in Saudi Arabia's financial sector. I will begin by providing a high-level overview of the personal data protection landscape and then the data protection landscape specific to the financial sector. Basically, the regulatory landscape on this topic, it's still pretty much in the nascent stages of development. Towards the end of 2021, Saudi Arabia issued its first personal data protection law. The new law contains various processing-related requirements for both onshore and offshore controllers processing personal data of individuals in Saudi Arabia. The new law was supposed to come into force on 23rd March, but it has been delayed and is now expected to come into force on the 17th of March, 2023. Controllers will have a grace period of one year from such date to ensure compliance. Various aspects of the new law still require some clarity, and it is hoped that the regulations to the new law that are yet to issue would provide this clarity. It is possible that the new law is also revised in respect of certain aspects before coming into force. Until such new law comes into effect, the Interim Regulations Personal Data Protection of 2020, issued by the National Data Management Office, remain relevant. The Interim Regulations issued in June 2020 set out processing-related obligations for controllers. Significantly, it is pertinent to note that the Interim Regulations do not contain any enforcement mechanism or penalties, and their scope of application has always remained somewhat unclear. We now understand that the interim regulations are more of a policy or guidance type instrument rather than being strictly binding in nature. Separately, there may also be sector-specific considerations in relation to data protection that businesses may wish to consider, including in the financial sector, telecom sector, and the e-commerce sector, In this podcast, we will discuss the data protection considerations applicable in the financial sector. So in terms of the financial sector, it is pertinent to note that the central bank, or SAMA as it is known locally, regulates entities in the financial sector. There are a number of laws, regulations that contain provisions on the protection of customer confidentiality in a general manner. Such customer confidentiality provisions can be found in the banking control law, the finance companies control law, the implementing regulations to such law, the insurance market code of conduct, and various consumer protection principles issued by SAMA. However, it is pertinent to note that there is no dedicated personal data protection type regulations that operate in the financial sector. And So in this vacuum, the more generally applicable new personal data protection law and the interim regulations would govern, um, including in respect of fintech-related activities. So I will move on by discussing some key obligations for controllers at a very high level and obviously under the new law and the interim regulations. And these would also be applicable to processing personal data in the financial sector. Such obligations include Number one, data controllers entering into processing agreements with processors that appropriately reflect the safeguards contemplated in the new law and the interim regulations. Number two, all processing must be based on the data subject's consent. 
except in certain national security type circumstances. The new law does not provide clarity on the form of consent to be obtained. However, we anticipate this will be addressed in the upcoming regulations. The interim regulations require controllers to decide the form of consent, depending on the type of processing activity. There is at least one instance in the interim regulations where express consent of the data subject is referenced. So this would be our recommended approach to obtaining consent for businesses. Number three, cross-border transfer restrictions. In terms of transfers of personal data outside the kingdom, the new law prohibits this unless certain conditions are met, including obtaining the approval of the competent authority. We expect the regulations would clarify this requirement, and it is possible that this aspect is revised in the new law before it comes into force in March 2023. Similarly, the interim regulations also contain a requirement to obtain a permit for transferring personal data outside the country. However, we note that no mechanism for obtaining such permit has been established and nothing has been finalized in this regard. Number four, privacy notice. Both the new law and the interim regulations contemplate that a privacy notice must be provided to data subjects, and this should cover information on the purposes of processing, the types of data collected, how it is processed, and the rights of data subjects in relation to such data. Number five, data subject rights. Both the new law and the interim regulations provide data subjects with certain rights. These include the right to be informed of the legal basis of processing and how processing will occur in respect of their data, the right to access and obtain a copy of their data, the right to request correction of their data, and the right to request deletion. In terms of any financial data specific obligations, the new law describes financial data as sensitive data and essentially prohibits processing such data for marketing purposes. We expect the regulations of such law that are soon to be issued would set out more requirements in respect of such sensitive data, which includes financial data. So this will be important to consider for entities in the financial sector. In terms of more broader financial sector specific considerations that apply more generally to all types of data, there are also some considerations that are relevant for businesses. These include, for instance, SAMA's IT governance framework and the cybersecurity framework, which require all entities regulated by SAMA to host their data inside the kingdom. SAMA's outsourcing rules for the banking sector and the insurance sector which introduce a no objection mechanism for outsourced services and include a variety of practical considerations relevant to engaging third-party service providers, which could include data centers and data processors. SAMA's business continuity framework, which includes controls on relevant aspects such as the IT disaster recovery and cybersecurity resilience. Entities regulated by SAMA need to address business continuity and resilience, and part of this will impact on choices regarding location of data centers, etc. Next, SAMA's additional licensing guidelines and criteria for digital-only banks in Saudi Arabia, which requires digital-only banks to comply with certain cybersecurity requirements. For entities in the financial sector, it is important to note these considerations as they will impact their business model and operations. Moving on, we'll also touch upon certain regulatory sandbox-related considerations before concluding. 
these are important for startups and include relevant considerations in respect of data protection. But first, just to give you an overview of the regulatory sandbox mechanism. So a regulatory sandbox has been set up at the central bank or SAMA. Startups that are part of this program are required to abide by the regulatory sandbox framework, which has been published by SAMA in 2019. The framework basically sets out conditions in respect of the sandbox journey for startups and covers topics like what types of applicants qualify, the life cycle process, cohorts, application stage, the evaluation stage, tools that can be utilized in the sandbox, testing stage, and the exiting stage. So there is no mechanism in the regulatory sandbox framework that might relax the data protection considerations that we have discussed for participants of the sandbox. In fact, the regulatory sandbox framework specifically states that the sandbox cannot be used to circumvent legal or regulatory requirements. So for startups, it would be important to consider the data protection related considerations that would be applicable as there is no exemption from these. So the position is quite clear on that front. In conclusion, I would just like to say that the data protection regulatory developments being implemented by Saudi Arabia are a step in the right direction to align Saudi with international practices. Not only will this make it more effective to regulate processing and introduce accountability for controllers, it will also provide businesses with a clear framework of data protection according to which they must operate. This would do away with the confusion prevailing in this space previously. With the new data protection law coming into force in March 2023, it is important to monitor the space for any developments. Please reach out to us if your business needs any assistance in regulating the data protection landscape in Saudi Arabia. Having said that, I would like to thank you for listening to this podcast, and I hope you found this useful. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Tamimi Talks. Stay updated with all the latest legal news and developments on our social media channels.